There are two words in modern-day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. <laughs> Those two words are... Cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. It's not that scary, it's not that difficult, and it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Casanova. Hey guys, it's Tony with Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. All right, so what about the week, huh? Did we have a good week or what? Last week was awesome. This week is going to be very cool, too. And I'm uh, starting to get excited that we're starting to see a lot of action in the crypto space. Overall, we're starting to see uh, a lot of volume. And with volume, uh, that's how those bots uh, that we have at MetaHedge, that's how they really excel when there's lots and lots of volume. When there's not so much volume uh, in the market, then uh, the bots don't do as well because they don't have as large a sample to compare uh, to, you see. So... Um, I guess I, I would have to say that, that, that market volume overall, uh, has to be one of the biggest influencers of how our bots, uh, do currently, at least with the way that, uh, that the code for them is written overall, one of the uh, big influencers obviously was that, uh, that, uh, consumer, uh, price index, uh, positive news that came out, uh, with that. And, uh, also Bitcoin reaching 400 billion, a $400 billion market cap. So, uh, those two pieces of information together led to a small market rally. Now, is this like the rally to end all rallies? Is this a now a bull market? No, it's, it's really not. Uh, I, I still see that the market could possibly, uh, retrace and, and I still see lows for Bitcoin of about 15,000, 16,000, uh, on the horizon as well. So, uh, be cautious with, uh, with what you're doing. I know that I am as well and take some profits as you go along. Uh, don't be afraid to do that. As you currently look at my portfolio and you see that there are, you know, little changes that go like, you know, maybe I had one point of something and now I'm holding like 1.7. That's because I took profits. I just took some profits. It's not a, don't be afraid to take some profits from what you have going on. Okay. Take out 10 bucks, take out 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. Uh, you know, uh, try not to do it. Like don't take out, uh, profits from places that where, you know, I mean, don't do something silly, like, uh, take out something and profit that, that the fees are going to exceed what you took out. But you know, uh, treat yourself, take out a couple of dollars and, uh, and then, you know, make your next move. So that's how you'll learn to live on, on cryptocurrency. One of the things that you have to do is you won't have like tons and tons. I mean, un un unless you hit it big, if you hit it really, really big, uh, in the future, then, you know, things change. But in the beginning, um, you just want to be able to pay for things and, and do things. And, uh, hopefully when you, when you pay for things, uh, the market goes up, uh, and you can replenish 
replenish that money. And you can try to do that in little bits. So if you do that conservatively, uh, you could start to kind of taste what it's like to live the, the cryptocurrency lifestyle. So over the weekend, we said that Bitcoin was uh, probably going to go to 20,500. Uh, it actually went uh, up above 20,800 and it sat around in there over the weekend. Um, now it's uh, touched 21,000 and it's currently had a four hour close up above 21,000. So I am currently looking to see a 21,500 close for Bitcoin at some point before we see anything else. So if anything drastic happens and we could could see uh, Bitcoin drop all the way down to 20,500 and maybe the 20,000 mark if it goes the other way and market momentum recedes. But as of right now, it looks like we're going to make a push to 21,500. And then after that, we will start to keep a very close eye on 22 because 22 becomes very, very possible uh, at that point. So we will keep an eye on the uh, Bitcoin market uh, there to see what uh, the current week is going to be like for us. Now, being that today is Monday, um, you know that I kept like my portfolio and pretty much all of like the coins that we held uh, have continued to either go up or they've held their ground. There has been no real big drawback, but I do want to warn you that I do see some draw, you know, some, some retracements, small retracements coming in the market uh, very, very soon. Most likely, we'll see uh, Gala uh, retrace back just a little bit. Um, we'll see Cardano uh, most likely uh, retrace uh, a little bit as well. And we might see some retracement in Phantom uh, as well. But the rest of the coins, I mean, I'm not going to make any big, big changes to my portfolio as of right now. As of right now, we're doing what we're doing. Uh, I'm going to talk to you during the second por portion of the podcast. I'm going to talk to you about Elrond today. I'll go into what what is that eagled and uh, how you get it and all that different uh, kind of stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, r some of you have said, you know, hey, what about Solana? Well, you know, with Solana tripling since since well, here's the deal, right? So we bought Solana at eight dollars and eighty eight cents. I like the number eight eighty eight. After that, it went uh, to eight dollars. Uh, so we were kind of scared for a second there that it could have gone, you know, that Solana could have fallen out. It would go all the way down to seven. But anyways, what happened was we got in at 888, it went to 8, and then at 8, it rebounded and shot all the way back up to like 17. So at that point, at 17, I said sell because we had basically uh, doubled our money. So we took the, and the reason that I said that wasn't because I was like, well, that's it, we doubled and let's get out. It was because there was a move on Gala that was getting ready to explode. So uh, you could see all the, the interest happening in Gala and people discovering Gala and etc. So I was like, hey, Gala might go up more and I could afford a lot more gala. So I sold my Solana so that I could get in on gala. And even though Solana went up two more times, even uh, since we sold it, well, gala went up 130 percent since my call it actually went all the way up to 150 percent but as of right now it sits at 130 percent up since uh, we made that call so exponentially a much better move for me plus solana right now uh even though i develop projects on solana and i love solana and all of that kind of stuff it's super easy super fast um 
there's a couple of things that worry me, frankly, right now. Uh, first of all, I, I smell some, you know, some Harry Potter orgy organizers, uh, maybe, uh, you know, fuckery. That's like what I smell. And what I'm referring to is Sam Bankman Freed, who is currently out on bail and owns a lot of soul. So, okay. And right now, I hate to say it, but uh, Sam owns, uh, he owes a lot of money to Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Okay. He owes a lot of money to Mr. Wonderful. And right now they're scraping the FTX names off of the Miami arena, uh, Miami Heat arena as, as it is. Uh, they can't get the FTX name off of it uh, fast enough. Okay. He also owes Tom Brady some money. He owes the goat of football. He owes him a lot, a lot of money. And I don't think you get away owing Tom Brady and Mr. Wonderful a ton of money, and, and especially if Giselle's in there. I don't think that you get away, okay, with that bullshit and just get off scot-free. No, here's what I think that they do. Okay, this is how the elites do it. They let you get out on bail, okay, but then you start working for them, okay? And I think that one of the things that's going to have to happen is that some of that Solana money that's being held that we don't know where it's at, some people say it's as many as 50 million soul that's out there. Some people say it's more. I've seen 65 million soul, but some of that's been confiscated back by the federal government. You know, the government's pretty good at like taking assets back and stuff like that and giving them back to people like Tom Brady and Mr. Wonderful. Believe me, if you had money in FTX, you're not going to get a penny back. Okay. I'll tell you that from right now. If you had money, if you, anybody listening to this podcast, if you had money in FTX, you could just kiss that money goodbye. You're never going to see any money, but trust me, Trust me when I tell you that Mr. Wonderful will get some money back. Trust me when I tell you that Tom Brady will find and get some money back out of this, okay? Then any other big-name celebrity that had anything attached to that, they're going to get theirs back, okay? And we're, we're not going to get anything back. Well, you guys, whoever had money, I didn't have money in FTX. I never liked the project. So anyways, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really concern me. But here's what I'm afraid of. Sam Bankman Freed is out there somewhere on bail, owing a lot of people, a lot of money. He does have some soul somewhere. I'm afraid that the price of Solana could be, you know, it could be inflated a little bit. Maybe some traction, maybe some 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 uh, projects come out like Bank or something like that that drive the price of Solana up just high enough, like maybe forty dollars or forty five dollars. And that starts to look like money that could pay off a lot of debt. So at that point, maybe some Solana gets cashed in. How many? 50 million. If they dump 50 million Solana onto the market because it's at a good price, well, then you know what happens. We lose again. So I don't trust it right now just because of that. I'm waiting to see what happens, and I can wait. I can wait. Solana is a good project. It's going to be around for a long, long time. Okay, so I could wait it out. One of the best things that happened to Solana, believe me, is that Sam Bankman Freed is out of it like now. Okay, so if he dumps the rest of his tokens and they go away, then you know what? Then I'll buy. I'll buy a lot of Solana at that point. All right, because at that point, my confidence is restored. And speaking of confidence, it brings me to the second point, uh, which is why I didn't make a major play for Solana this week. Reason being is because I use Solana on the daily, and once a week, we have to send out 
tons and tons of payouts on Solana. And, you know, a lot of times I judge how the network speed and network health is running uh, due to how our user experiences during that time. And over the course of last week, Solana was exorbitantly slow, which generally tends me to believe that validators are not reaching consensus and we might have a crypto shit show in the horizon. Uh, one of the things that happens often with Solana, which I know sounds like it would be unheard of, okay? If a cryptocurrency, if a cryptocurrency project, all of a sudden the blockchain disappeared, you would think that the entire world would freak out. But not with Solana. No, it barely affects the price. The reason being is because network outages happen all the time. It's not supposed to happen. The blockchain is never supposed to go away. Well, last year, it went away seven times. Seven times last year. Solana just disappeared. And it barely affected the price. Because people people know. Well, one of the things, too, is that everybody knows that Solana's on. Right now, it's a beta project, right? So you expect some kind of outages and stuff like that. But I'll tell you one of the good things. Their communication is good. You could just go on Twitter, and they'll tell you, hey, the validators are down. We're not reaching consensus. We've made some upgrades. And before you know it, boom, we'll be back up and running. And they are. Okay? So that's one of the things. But here's what I don't want. I don't want to be holding a bunch of Solana that I could have had in Gala or I could have had somewhere else. And then all of a sudden there's a network outage and my price dumps. So I'm just trying to stay away from that because this portfolio that I have here, I have it mixed up perfectly, okay, to allow basically for, you know, strategic uh, risk management. So if this goes down, that could go up and this will affect that. And that's how I basically put together the portfolio so that it's spread out uh, across, you know, many, many different margins of, of risk. Okay. So anyways, uh, some of you asked me, uh, what were the exchanges that we can use to uh, purchase some of this cryptocurrency. So I wanted to go over some of the exchanges for you and what I think the absolute best ones are. So if you've got a pencil and paper, now would be the time to write this down. But you want to have uh, at least access to KuCoin. Uh, you want to do that. Uh, you want to have a MoonPay account. You want to get yourself a Uniswap. You want to get yourself into PancakeSwap. You want to get yourself a Kraken account. You want to check out Gemini, even though like right now there's some trouble with Gemini, but hey, you still want to have a Gemini account, and I'll tell you why along the way, okay? And you might want to have like a Crypto.com account. Uh, you're going to need a MetaMask account at some point uh, while we're interacting with things, and even though they're, I don't really like love them, love them, but you know, if you have like a Coinbase account, that's not going to hurt you uh, as well, okay? So there's one other thing that you will do is you will buy Elrond, and many of you have asked me, hey, where do we get Elrond from? Well, you get Elrond from buy, that's B-U-Y dot Elrond, E-L-R-O-N-D dot com. That's it. You buy it right from the Elrond site. And then that's the best place to get it. And then you'll set up an Elrond wallet. 
and then you know you'll purchase it there you can purchase it with your debit or credit card and then you can send it right to your wallet now once you have uh that it acts as e-gold okay and then you can do like all the things uh that we currently do with it such as staking or holding or sending it to your other wallets uh that correspond to the appropriate trading pairs so uh that's where you will get it uh in the meantime so remember buy that's B-U-Y and then dot L-R-O-N-D, E-L-R-O-N-D dot com. And I will post a link uh, to this uh, on the Show Me the Crypto site. Okay, so that you guys have a link to it there. I'm also going to post a couple of links to some of these other uh, some of these other um exchanges and etc so i will take those links and i will pin them to the top of the page so that you guys can just go through please use them because they will be my affiliate links so uh when you get them uh generally they'll throw me like five bucks because you signed up and you used my referral my referral link for that exchange or whatever okay so please do it i'm sharing my portfolio with you and if i'm giving you a podcast i'm sharing you with you my portfolio i'm I'm letting you see what I have based on the choices of the meta hedge bots that I created, then, you know, you should at least use my link to, to, to get on the proper exchanges so that you can continue to make more money. And since this doesn't cost you anything, let the exchanges send me $5 or a $2 Ford stock or something of the sort, okay, that works out. I really, really appreciate it, and it helps keep things going. You know, I mean, you got to pay the bill somehow, and uh, that actually helps. So uh, add money from the podcast uh, that comes in and uh, any affiliate links, you know, that you guys click. Uh, that's how uh, I figure to make it. And then I can give you guys everything else for free. Okay. So I think it's a fair deal for all of us. Uh, so please go ahead and, and, and to do that. Okay. So guys, you have seen uh, some of like the, the new stuff that we've posted uh, just recently um, about, uh, about the bots and all of that kind of stuff. Obviously, the bots are going to be a big part of our, you know, MetaHedge trading strategy as we move forward, especially, uh, you know, as we enter the bull market. So um, I'm going to get ready now to talk to you about Elrond. So what we're going to do now is uh, remember to go to show me the crypto. You have to sign up there. Uh, you know, you could take a look at like all the, the different pages that I've already set up. I I have a page set up with my portfolio on Facebook. I have the crypto.com uh, website set up that has all the links available for you. And of course, every single Monday we have the podcast so that you can just listen uh, to what I'm doing and what the market has done. Okay, so um, I will check in with you again next Monday uh, with this portion. And uh, we are now going to kick it into altcoins from the crypt and what's happening at MetaHedge. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up. From prices and news to altcoins from the crypt. And what's new at MetaHedge. 
Hey guys, and we are back. Okay, so uh, the first thing I wanted to cover with you today was Elrond. Uh, it trades under the ticker symbol EGLD. I like to call it Eagled. I think it goes by Eagled as well anyways. Uh, and what is it? So uh, Elrond is basically, it's, it's a cryptocurrency and blockchain platform that's designed to handle super high volumes of transactions, okay? So if you see our, our play that we made on Gala, that's basically, basically because it's a, it's a gaming platform, right? And then with with Elrond, what I'm looking at is is that it's a blockchain based platform that can handle an exorbitant amount of transactions at one time. The platform's e gold currency is 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 actually called e gold, uh, and Elrond also supports decentralized applications through the use of of smart contracts. So you might be interested in buying e gold, and uh, I'm going to tell you how to do that uh, during this. Part of the podcast here and how you can join the Elrond community um, and what we're doing with it and why I currently hold it in in my portfolio. So at first, the obvious is, is that uh, as I was saying, Elrond is both a blockchain based platform and it's a cryptocurrency with the symbol EGLD. Elrond is named for a character in Lord of the Rings and several projects related to the currency stick with the same theme. So Elrond was founded in uh, 2018, and the Elrond blockchain uses an operating protocol known as Secure Proof of Stake, or SPOS, uh, which uh, processes transactions in parallel by relying on the contributions of multiple participants, each playing different roles simultaneously. So the way that this works is that you have... uh, Instead of like in a centralized thing, every, every, like all the information is in one place. And then in a decentralized uh, platform, you have like several nodes. Okay. Uh, but in this case, each one of those nodes uh, does and performs different parts of the of the blockchain uh, and performs on different parts of the blockchain. So this is what actually helps uh, perform, you know, these super these super quick transactions and stuff like that, and some of the other special features that Elrond has uh, and stands out for, such as processing transactions super quickly, ultra cheaply, uh, smart contracts on the Elrond prop platform, uh, basically enable the blockchain to process about 15,000 transactions per second with a new block of transactions added to the Elrond blockchain pretty much every six seconds. The fee of uh, Eagle transactions is like 0.001 or something like that currently. And uh, that could get, you know, lower or or obviously higher depending on on network usage and and that kind of thing. But uh, uh, Elrond, the Elrond blockchain as a whole, uses a technology that it calls adaptive sharding uh, to enable its network to be highly scalable and cost efficient. So Elrond currently runs using 3,200 validator nodes like uh, any other decentralized, you know, uh, blockchain, etc., and is capable of processing up to 263,000 transactions per per second uh, if necessary. So this gives you just like an idea of like the scale of how big, you know, uh, Elrond actually 
is or, or can become or scale to, okay? If you think of, of Ethereum and it's, you know, whatever 15 transactions per second that, that it's it's known for uh, and uh, other blockchains, you know, Solana with like 60,000, which is supposedly like, you know, super duper fast. Uh, and this has 263,000. So just gives you like an, an idea of how quick, almost instantaneous, almost instantaneous uh, validations and transactions on the network, which would make it ideal for gaming as well, right? So the speediness and low cost of like the Iran network make the blockchain super highly attractive for large commercial entities as well, and many other decentralized financial projects or finance projects uh, compared to Ethereum. Elrond uses less energy while processing transactions faster and for much lower fees. So uh, it has Ethereum beat on both of those areas. However, uh, using secure uh, proof of stake, which is uh, how it actually works, Elrond is validated rather than mined. So uh, Elrond relies on open source software, which means anyone can view the source code. And here's how the blockchain actually operates. I'll just go like off the, the top of my head here. So uh, validators process and record the transactions. So validators stake, agree not to trade or sell eGold tokens to earn the right uh, to process eGold transactions. And then the validators work together to simultaneously process the transactions and add new blocks to the Elrond blockchain. Uh, then there is this whole component that they have, because remember, this is Lord of the Rings themed. So what else uh, is better to get into right now uh, into the cryptocurrency market than, of course, a Lord of the Rings themed, uh, you know, project. So fishermen are are here and fishermen continuously hunt for malicious transactions and users this actually is the security aspect of like this whole blockchain the fishermen in spos networks verify new blocks after they they uh add after they're added to uh the elrond blockchain by the validators okay so once a a block is added by the validators and the fishermen are tasked with like finding any invalid blocks or malicious actors participating in the network Work. So observers passively retain, uh, or I should, I should say maintain the history of Elrond blockchain. So the, the observers are the history keepers. And observers of the Elrond blockchain store the blockchain's entire history. Observers are passively uh, network participants, or I guess I, you should just say passive network participants who don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do anything. Uh, so, so other than observe, they're not they're like, they're not creating new blocks or anything like that. So because of that, they don't get any e-gold rewards. Uh, however, uh, they get to operate on the blockchain simultaneously with the fishermen, and this concurrent participation is what makes the Elrond blockchain so super highly scalable, is, is that one group is securing the blockchain, and then the other group is like kind of like going behind them and like making sure that they're really securing the blockchain, and both of these things are going on simultaneously. So 
It's not just proof of stake, but it's secure proof of stake. So a very interesting concept uh, that's been developed and something that will that will most likely continue to grow in the cryptocurrency space as other layer one blockchain projects come to come to be. So another way of participating in the Elrond network, by the way, is to stake your e-gold holdings. Even if you're not a validator, staking your e-gold holdings enables you to earn more e-gold. Uh, as a reward for providing liquidity to the Elrond network, just like it would like on Ethereum or on Solana, or like many of you know that like, you know, we uh, currently stake Mayar and etc. So uh, it works exactly the same way. If you want to buy Elrond currently, you can just buy eGold uh via a bunch of like cryptocurrency exchanges, including Binance.us, KuCoin, Gate.io, Bitfinex, OKEx, Crypto.com. You can probably go straight to the website and pick it up directly from the website uh, that I had given out, buy.lron.com. You could probably pick it up there as well. Uh, you'll have to have a special wallet. And you'll need a cryptocurrency wallet that is compatible with Eagle before you can buy the digital currency. You have to have a couple of different wallet options as well so uh, that you can use. You could use like a, a software wallet. Uh, Elrond supports the official Elrond wallet. Other software wallet alternatives include those made by MetaMask, Trust Wallet, and Math Wallet. All of those work with, with Elrond as well. And then uh, you can use a hardware wallet. Ledger, Trezor, hardware wallets are both compatible with eGold, so you'll have absolutely no problem keeping your cryptocurrency secure uh, with uh, Ledger and Trezor, which I highly recommend, by the way, uh, both of those. When using a wallet not hosted by a cryptocurrency exchange, this is something that goes without being said. You are responsible for keeping your wallet information safe. Okay, so if you lose access or inadvertently get scammed, then you could lose your e-gold with no possibility of recourse. So tread carefully with who you give information to don't ever give out your passphrase always remember that not your keys not your cryptocurrency i've said it a gazillion times tired of saying it now okay uh, a couple of cool things that have happened uh with elrond uh recently is between the platform's launch in 2018 and september of 2020 elrond used a native currency known simply as elrond with the symbol erd beginning in september 2020 a conversion occurred that resulted in erd holders receiving one eagled for every 1000 erd they owned uh, while ERD had no maximum supply, the supply of eGold was capped at 31,415,925 coins. Elrond hosts its own blockchain explorer where users can view live network activity, kind of like SoulScan or, you know, uh, that kind of deal. Uh, and... Uh, you can just go there and check it out. So uh, the balance does not provide uh, tax, by the way, when you purchase Elrond, uh, you know, balances do not provide taxes and that kind of stuff. So you got to kind of keep track of that. And sometimes with Elrond, uh, you know, it can be a little bit difficult because you don't always have like the best report 
back, but you can always go and observe everything that's going on on the blockchain there at any time. Okay, so that is what Elrond is. Now, there's a couple of, of um, you know, cool ideas behind Elrond. So Elrond is primarily being used for metaverse development. And Elrond as a whole is kind of like a company that is... Uh, it's kind of doing the same things that Meta is doing. Okay, you know that at Meta Hedge, we have been developing a lot of projects and stuff like that, kind of like along the lines with what Meta is developing so that like our company becomes attractive to them. Ideally, like someday, like, you know, maybe to become absorbed by them or something of the sort, uh, which would be great. If not, uh, then we have projects that are going and and ready to bring us revenue as we go along because we've developed platforms uh, that are revenue producing platforms. We have these uh, tradable uh, cryptocurrency bots that we've developed that seem to be honing in and now have a year, uh, a year's worth of history to to compare to, um, you know, because they've been online now for a while. We have the validator projects that are getting ready to to begin and uh, and get going for us as well. At MetaHedge, we're getting ready to launch our Meta token. Uh, with that, there'll be an airdrop, which uh, will be one of the things that we would like to discuss during this one as well, is uh, when we do do the airdrop. So why are we airdropping first 500 tokens? Because the Meta tokens that you currently hold now are now going to become governance tokens. And one of the things that we've done is we have updated the MetaHedge uh, website at MyMetaHedge.com to include the governance addresses down at the bottom of the of the website uh, at the website. So once you scroll past everything, you'll be uh, first, uh, you know, you go to like that little video that explains kind of like what we do. And then below there, you'll see some of our projects and that kind of stuff that we're working on, Twine and et cetera, and all that kind of stuff. We have descriptions of all those things. And if you scroll past that down at the bottom, we have a yes and a no wallet so one of the things that we'll be using those for or your metas, those coins that are M-E-T-A-S or, you know, dollar sign uh, that we just uh, call metas. This really stands for meta cash. Anyways, those coins will be used to uh, vote on, you know, how the company moves forward on, on different projects that will have uh, decentralized exchange, uh, the use of like these bots uh, and et cetera as we go forward. And we'll have like, you know, legal processes as we go to, to as we start to get ready for our ICOs, we'll have some like legal fees and stuff like that that we'll have to get into. And then we'll have to figure out, you know, how we're going to pay for those and et cetera. So we'll have to kind of vote on those down the line. So that's why it's important to have governance for you guys as your partner to be able to vote on things as the company moves forward. Now, we will be dropping the same amount. So whatever amount of, of metas you have in your wallet now, assuming that you have already switched to a phantom wallet, as of February 28th, uh, if you have not switched to a phantom wallet, uh, then you know we can no longer help you switch over or anything of the sort. You're kind of on your own. Uh, one of the things that's very important with cryptocurrency projects uh, is along the way is that you you do keep up with the technology, right? So, I mean, obviously, if you're investing in an emerging technology, it is assumed that you are going to keep up with your project. And the flat out truth is, is that sometimes people get involved in a project, they forget about it, they lose it, they lose their seed phrase, they do this, they get that. And at that point, you know, we can't we can't help you. Uh, you know, there's certain responsibilities that come with 
with with being a a a holder of cryptocurrencies and etc and that goes without being said so uh, one of the things that that we that we do though is we like to share equity amongst all the partners that have ever uh, you know been uh, a part of meta hedge so you will be able to vote depending on how how many you know on how many metas basically you hold so uh, if you are a larger holder of metas you obviously have more influence in the company than somebody who you know holds a $50 package that they bought you know like way back in the day so with that being said if it comes to a vote for one vote for one then you know everybody has like their their voices is said you know if you feel strongly about something you can send more than one meta but uh once your metas are received by the voting mechanisms we'll read them we'll know exactly we'll publish the results to all of our partners but then after that those metas will be burned and the idea is to get those out of circulation eventually as well uh so that as we move to the meta token uh you know we don't have like a bunch of tokens like floating out there and we've uh then in essence uh scaled and gracefully uh changed from from metas we've been able to drop that dollar symbol and now go on to the perfected project which would be the solana meta token okay which uh would be exchangeable with solana and that's uh what we're aiming and looking to to do okay so the first step of that before we do that though is that um, we are going to airdrop you 500 meta tokens. So to every holder. So, uh, in the next coming weeks, you'll still get like your regular, uh, you know, scheduled meta payout on Fridays. Uh, but then, uh, you will also receive the meta token in the, to the tune of 500 of those, those 500 tokens. We want you to just send to somebody, gift them away to somebody. Okay. Let them have them, uh, get them out of your wallet because once they are out of your wallet, then we can drop you your actual amount of meta, which will be correspond to the amount of metas that you were holding in your wallet. Okay. Um, so once you've given those 500 away, then you can also give away the, uh, meta hedge, obviously, uh, website address. And if they have any more information that they would need, that's where they could go and find out if they wanted to stake those tokens. Uh, while we go on decentralized exchange, uh, they could uh, just uh, register. And uh, at that point, then we can get uh, those tokens uh, staked for them as well. So they would just have to follow the procedures uh, on the website. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, so you can give those away and they can watch their tokens grow just by becoming members of MetaHedge as well. Okay. Now, uh, with that uh, being said, uh, the next step after that will obviously be uh decentralized exchange so uh so the idea is to stimulate motion uh get the coin moving around um and then uh we will be uh adding liquidity uh so that uh, the the actual coin will begin to to move around and uh and then hopefully begin to appreciate and by then um maybe the people that we drop to they drop and we start to uh basically stimulate the economy uh to move and then uh, we can start incepting uh burning tokens and then using you know i kind of add our tokenomics in there uh as we go along uh with it so 
we still have a quite a, a way to go, but uh, I'm very pleased with the way things are, are moving. One of the things that I would like to do is uh, in the future here uh, to begin uh, raising some brand awareness as well to help, obviously, with the meta token uh, that's going to go along with the Twine platform, the meta search uh, engine that we've been developing and the Solana validators and all of the all the good stuff the company has going on there. With that being said, uh, and all of this technology that's getting ready to pop and start making us money, uh, one of the things that I'd like to do is uh, some kind of fun or, you know, some kind of marketing ploys and stuff like that for a, a brand awareness. So maybe we'll have you guys vote uh, just to get like the voting mechanism tested and stuff like that. Like maybe like we should we do uh, the very first ever meta hedge uh, comedy competition and have like all meta holders uh, come to the comedy competition and have uh, some of the best comics in the area hash it out on stage uh, for maybe for a meta's award. Should we do something like that and publicize it or uh, should we do a large scale golf tournament for for our holders uh, or something of the sort. So uh, keep your eyes open for those kinds of suggestions. One of the things I know that we're working on is technology right now that uh, kind of coincides and goes along with a, a citywide treasure hunt. Uh, so maybe uh, that will be a creative way uh, to get uh, the uh, Solana Meta token out there and uh, give it more use case scenarios. Okay, so uh, other than that, uh, enjoy the rest of the week. I will be posting videos to the uh, Show Me the Crypto uh, Facebook page, so make sure that you've signed up there. And of course, you can get all the links that you need at uh, CryptoLikeMe.com. Once again, that's CryptoLikeMe.com. You go there, and I have all the links set up for you in order for you to make the best out of the project. It's best that you listen to the podcast on Mondays, that you keep up with the videos and the portfolio, and uh, of course, all of like my daily statements and stuff like that on the show me the crypto page on facebook and then please follow on tiktok uh on tiktok i am kryptoni on tiktok on uh, instagram i am you do as i do crypto and uh on facebook i am tony and so please follow on on facebook uh and on all of like those different places anyways i have all the links for you set up at, at crypto like me.com you just go there follow along the links and do all the stuff and you'll get the best information you'll get it you'll get the email alerts you'll get everything and i'm not charging for anything uh, so that uh, we can all kind of like do this together. Okay, now remember you're doing this at your own risk. You're supposed to just be observing what I'm doing, but if you are following along, don't be a ninny, okay? Uh, don't risk anything. Don't ever, uh, you know, get into cryptocurrency and, and you know, uh, invest more than you can lose or anything of the sort. You know, bottom line is uh, be conscious, uh, know what you're doing, uh, if you're going to do it at all. Uh, if not, just like kind of observe, see what I'm doing and learn from from that, but, uh, you know, don't, um, don't take my financial advice, I guess is what I'm saying. I am not a professional, uh, so don't take my financial advice. I am a moron. Uh, you can tell just by, uh, watching me and listening to me. But with that being said, enjoy the rest of the week. And if you don't do anything else until the next time that we meet, just buy the freaking dip. This has been Tales from the Cryptocurrency. Our passion is to teach everyone from teens to boomers about NFTs, cryptocurrencies, 
how to invest, and how to stay safe. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to smash the like button and leave a review. Even bad reviews help, so please do it. For questions, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit MyMetaHedge.com or send an email to CryptoKeeper, the number 2, the letter U, at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group at Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And join Cryptony airdrops on Stockforge by using the promo code Cryptony and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.